Stand by for the Terry Saul Show in five. Roll tape. Four. Cue Terry. Three. Bring audio up. Two. Stand by. One. Play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Good morning and welcome to the weekend show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, Amanda Smith. Your co-host is with us this morning. Good morning, Amanda. How are we? Good. I am so good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Did you see who we have in here this morning? The folks from Liberty House. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us. We have Adrian and Kyle. Thank you. And what are your guys' titles? I'm the prevention program director at Liberty House. Okay. And I'm the prevention outreach coordinator. All right, awesome. So can you kind of tell me a little bit more about what, who and what Liberty House is? Absolutely. Liberty House, we're our local child advocacy center. And so we serve Marion and Polk counties. And what that means is that we help children and families who are facing those concerns of abuse and neglect. And we help in a variety of ways. We have specially trained uh, medical pediatric providers who conduct those objective medical assessments for children who have those concerns of abuse and neglect. We have forensic interviewers who are also specially trained knowing how to talk to children about their experiences. And we have family support specialists who help the families navigate this very challenging experience. Um, And in addition to that assessment, we have our hope and wellness, trauma-informed therapy services. And where Adrian and I come into play is with our prevention team. So we go out in the community and provide uh, really important child abuse prevention and online safety trainings. Um, And we also have a community campaign called I Respect and Protect um, with all sorts of tools and resources for younger children, teens, parents and caregivers, and the community. Kyle, is there a lot of of that going on right now? A Uh, lot of child abuse and and neglect? Well, and April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so uh, the statistics for uh, the most recent statistics for 2021 in all of Oregon, there were 10,000 766 confirmed victims of child abuse and neglect. And that's just confirmed. That's just confirmed. Yes. And we know that for a variety of reasons, um, you know, there are more uh, cases and it's really important for uh, to make this safe to talk about because we know that for a variety of reasons, children don't disclose. And of those 10,766 confirmed victims in all of Oregon, there were 1,094 children uh, who were victims here in Marion County. Oh, wow. It's 1,000 too many. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. And it's typically people that they know. Is that correct? Yes. It's uh, the statistics. It's about 90% of children who are abused are abused by someone they or their caregiver know and trust. And of those victims uh, here in Oregon, 42% are younger than six years old. Mm. So wow. five or younger and that's our most vulnerable population. 42% yeah. under six. Adrian, what do you do down there? Oh, I get to do presentations to the community. I do the tours of Liberty House every first Tuesday of the month at 5.30. I also get to participate in our trainings and educate our community on best practices and 
uh, keeping kids safe. When you say you're training, who is it that you're training? Volunteers or oh, staff no, people? The, or the community, uh, okay. youth serving organizations, regular individuals, parents, anybody who cares about kids and wants to know more how to recognize those signs and what to do about it. So anyone, we, we want everyone recognize those signs and uh, know what to do so we can... What, what are some of the signs that people should be looking for? important thing is that, yes, sometimes there are physical signs, and those can be injuries, suspicious injuries to places where, you know, you normally don't see, you know, kids get those, you know, bumps and bruises, so especially to, you know, the head, the neck, you know, the ears. A lot of times with abuse, there won't be physical signs, which makes this all the more challenging. Part of what we do, and if you're, if you're interested in learning more about those signs and how to react responsibly, we have trainings to help you. In terms of you know, that education uh, and what we uh, tell community members, pay attention to those behavior and emotional changes. You know, the kids in your life, you know, you know them best, you know, whether you're, you know, the parents or you know, your aunts or uncles or grandparents. You what know, type, if you what see type of behavioral uh, will you notice? So a lot of times, you know, a child who's you know normally playful and happy, all of a sudden you're seeing them more withdrawn, scared of touch. You know, if it's in a youth-serving setting, you know, normally around the time when it's, you know, time to, to go home, you know, they're usually, you know, all happy and upbeat. But you're seeing kind of that body language change. You're seeing them kind of act out. You know, trauma is really uh, that root of, you know, those behavior challenges. So it's really important to kind of pay attention to the children. Could you tell if if maybe they are um, afraid of a certain parent that's picking them up, that they don't want to be with that parent? And what we always suggest is asking those open-ended questions. So never leading a child. So just, you know, if you see like a behavior change and you see a child who's normally, you know, so happy and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, hey, Johnny, you seem so sad today. Is there something you want to, is there something bothering you that you want to tell me about? So just providing that space for children to feel comfortable also lets them know that you're a safe adult who is paying attention, who is caring. So it's just really about, you know, allowing that space and that that one time, you know, that child might not disclose if something has happened to him. But it's about building that rapport, that relationship, letting them know that there are people out there who care because, unfortunately, some children don't have that safe adult inside their own. So Johnny or Susan, six years or under there, you have an idea something's going on, but they may not want to talk to you about it. They may be afraid because you're an adult. How do you how do you conquer that? So it, it's really a, about kind of just forming that communication, letting them know that you're there. Again, this may be something that takes a while for them to feel comfortable in opening up, especially if you you don't already have that relationship. For example, if you're you know someone who's a, a teacher or you work at a you know a youth serving you know organization an after school program, it's really about creating those safe spaces for children to if there is something happening in their life to be able to know that there is someone that they can reach out to. So it's really important to be able to pay attention, but you don't have to leap to that suspicion just because you see a behavior change or recognize one of those red flags. It's about kind of being vigilant, being mindful about what's happening, especially with the children that are in your lives. And if you do have that reasonable suspicion, you know, that a child is being hurt, make that call to the Oregon Child Abuse Hotline. 
And that's 855-503-SAFE. So that's 855-503-7233. And if you have that concern that they're in immediate danger, we always recommend just immediately calling 911. I think a lot of people will hesitate to make those phone calls Mm -hmm. because they don't want to make somebody upset. They don't want to overstep. They're not quite sure. But I promise you it's better to make those calls than it's not. We have to put the child first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a huge thing because I think a lot of people do get nervous to make that call. Um, I've known a few people that are like, you know what, I'm just a little, something's not right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should call, but I feel like it's not my place. And it's like, it, it's definitely your place. Yeah. And that's such a valuable point because we talk about that in our trainings. It's that willingness to take risks. That's a crucial, important part of protecting children. So, yeah, it's, we talk about, you know, being able to overcome those fears, mm-hmm. acknowledging that those exist. But as Adrian mentioned, you know, kind of refocusing on the child, because if not you, who is going to speak up and yeah. step up for that child? Because mm-hmm. when you notice those those things, it's like, how long is it going to take for somebody else to notice mm-hmm. those things? And so, it, it, yeah. And, and I believe you can remain anonymous mm-hmm. when you make those calls. So it doesn't come back on you. Absolutely. Um, if that's something you're concerned about. If you find out that uh, a child finally has opened up and says, let's just play this out, says my, my daddy's hurting me or my daddy is, is touching me or something, how quickly can you get involved and get something taken care of? Well, and that's a great question. And just first, I want to acknowledge that, you know, responsible way to react, because if a child is telling you that they've been hurt, your initial reaction may be be, you know, justifiably to get angry, to get frustrated. But it's really important in that moment to kind of pay attention to your own body language and your own response. Kids pick up on everything. And so they may, you know, see you reacting and then start to withdraw and, you know, not feel comfortable sharing. So it's really important to kind of allow that space for silence, allow the child to kind of take that uh, control of that conversation and what they feel comfortable with sharing. So it's not upon you to, you know, prove that abuse is occurring for, you know, whether you're a mandated reporter or, you know, it's just a child in your life as, you know, is opening up to you. It's really important to, um, to thank them, to, you know, really uh, acknowledge that um, there is a certain, you know, unknown to this. So never making promises that you don't have that ability to keep but really reassuring them that, you know, you're there to help them, to support them through this. And then so after that conversation of a child discloses to you, calling that child abuse hotline immediately, you know, making that report. And, you know, the screeners are just really great at, at their job and, you know, talking you through that. And even if you don't have all of that information, it's still important to make that report, to make that call, because there may be other people in that child's life who have other pieces of information that they've provided when they've made their call and report. So, yeah, but you, you, you didn't answer the question mm-hmm. completely. How mm-hmm. long is it going to take until something is done where that child can feel a little bit safer? Well, making that report immediately okay. initiates that that investigation because, again, it's you're not even making that accusation that abuse has occurred. You're making that report and requesting that professional service be done. The Department of Human Services, you know, making that call. 
that initiates that investigation. So they go out to the home, you know, they talk to the child, to the family. So that that's that's that crucial first step. Making that call is also cross-reported to law enforcement as well, who are involved in this process. And, you know, we're partners with law enforcement, child services. So it's really important to act immediately so that then that process can begin. But unfortunately, I can't put an exact time right, frame right. on. You guys are pretty but, quick, though. But yes. Liberty House does meet with our partners, law enforcement, DHS, and the DA's office every day to triage the most acute cases that have come in through those routes, the hotline. Daily you're meeting with them? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so okay. that's we can act quickly. We'll, we'll get them in working with those partners right. as soon as we can. The, the scary part for me would be that if, if you are hearing that there's some kind of an abuse going on with that particular child stuff, what's going to happen when everybody leaves at home and it's that parent and that child again? Uh, is it going to be a greater risk that they're in some kind of danger? Well, when that uh, investigation opens, it may not be, just depending on the, the situation and those circumstances, it may not be the child being removed from the home. Okay. You know, when they open that investigation, they're also providing family supports. So it may be a situation where they can create a safety plan with the parents. They can provide supports to help keep that child safe inside the home. So it may, every situation may not be removing the child right. from the home and placing them with a relative or uh, in foster care. So it could also be where it's, it may not be a parent. It could be a sibling. Exactly. And Absolutely. Exactly. I, I think every case is different. They're yeah. very unique. Yes. yes. Every case. Wow. Very unique. And how you guys interview the children is mm-hmm. uh it's you guys are very specialized yes. in it where you know how yeah. to approach and i've actually heard that it's not good for other people exactly. to approach yeah you don't tr- want to grill a child you know when they've made that disclosure leave it to the professionals and just make that report again why we triage is so that we can get them to come to liberty house for that interview that forensic interview and exam because it's it's not traumatic for them to right. come to Liberty House. Mm-hmm. The way it used to be is they might go to all those places, law enforcement, DHS, DA's office, and have to talk about what happened to them over and over and over again, re-traumatizing. Right. So that's why we have a child advocacy center here so that they don't have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that about you guys. So thank you for all that work. Okay. You guys have got quite the month of promotion going on right now. We're going to talk to that when we come back. We need to take a short break right now and more with the folks from Liberty House. You're listening to The Weekend Show on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLN. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. 
Welcome back to the weekend show. We are talking with the folks from Liberty House, uh, Adrian and Kyle. And Amanda, you had a question. Yeah, so um, kind of on bouncing off of Terry's question from the last segment on how fast you guys react, you guys aren't the first ones to get involved. And so I think I want to make that a little bit clear that you guys come in once the report's been made, law enforcement and DHS are there, but you guys are very quick acting, I mean, almost next day or Mm -hmm. within a few days, right there to make those interviews and assessments and make sure that you're providing the things that you guys need to. Correct. That's why it's really important that we work closely with our partners right it takes all of us it really does Mm -hmm. uh, take a village to help this child and family so liberty house is there uh, department of human services child welfare uh, law enforcement which whichever you know entity that might be whatever Mm -hmm. city what have you and then and the da's office as well so we all have a part to play ours is the assessment DHS could be that is that safety plan. Mm-hmm. What's next for the child? Law enforcement, you know, they need, have the information they need to do their job, and same with the DA's office. After the children come to Liberty House and have that assessment, we compile a really detailed report that is then shared with all those partners. So okay. see, they don't have to go to all these places. Right. It's way more efficient, way more better information for everyone working on and the And the case. child doesn't have to keep reliving exactly. it over and over exactly. again. Exactly. It's all, uh, that interview is recorded, very detailed report. And professional. Yeah, I like yes. that they, the child doesn't have to keep reliving it. Right. Tell me your story. Tell That's, me what happened. Yeah. It's like, no. Nobody I mean, wants can to you relive. imagine how scary that would be for a child? And you know, why do they keep getting the same the same question asked over and over? Do they want? Am to I hear answering it wrong? Different? Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's important. Not again, if a child a child does make a disclosure to you, to not keep going right. back at mm-hmm. it. You know, leave that to the professionals uh, to do. Have you guys ever came across a child that just maybe makes something up to get attention? Is that is that a, a is that a thing? So I don't have, like, the statistics for the percentage of times that that happens, but it is very rare, I would say. Okay. Especially uh, for young children. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they don't know. They don't know that they're they're making it up to mm-hmm. get back at Daddy because I had to go to bed earlier last night. Yeah. They don't they don't know that. Exactly. Okay. And that's, you know, an important part of our trainings is kind of describing, you know, what this process is. And, you know, it's really important to believe the child because we know for a variety of reasons children don't feel safe and comfortable with sharing what's happened to them. It may be because of threats that the offender has made on their own safety in their own life, the fa- the, their loved ones, you know, their family. Again, it's very rare that those instances happen. Occasionally that does happen, but it's just so important, especially with that younger age that we're talking about, to believe them because a lot of times when children do disclose, they get that pushback. And, you know, even with loved ones in their own life, there can be, you know, that initial inclination to kind of rally around and try to protect that, you know, alleged abuser. It's a fine line that your your yeah. people have to walk in because they, they want to hear what that child mm-hmm. says, but they don't want to overreact, too, because that could or put more fear into the child, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you don't want them to stop talking. So yeah. the way that is handled is important. And then again, why you want some professionals to do it. There's, there's a special way those interviewers talk to the kids. We talked about open-ended questions. That's one way oh. they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also can't ask leading questions. 
It's important to know, right. too, that Liberty House is objective and neutral. We're not a part of DHS. We're not a part of law enforcement or the DA's office. So maintaining that uh, neutrality and objectivity is really important piece of our work. Uh, so because, again, it's a concern of abuse. Just because they've come to Liberty House doesn't mean automatically it's abuse. It's for concerns of abuse. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to interview. We're going to exam. We're investigating. And with those questions, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell if they're... Yes, yes. If it's made up or not. Let me let me ask you both the same question: Is is that um, do you enjoy your job? What about your job do you enjoy? And and to take it further, when you hear something, then you got to go home and you're sitting there watching television. Are you thinking about what you just heard? The other folks at Liberty House, those medical providers, those interviewers, those counselors, they do the heavy lifting. They're the ones hearing these stories. I really, I ask them to please never tell me. (laughs) I really, it's too much for my heart. Sure. It's, it's, you know, it takes a certain person to do that job every day. I Um, couldn't imagine. Yes. So, you know, they, self-care is really important. Uh, Vicarious trauma is a real thing. So that is something we are always focusing on for our staff is to take care of themselves. You know, for our audience, too, it's trauma is widespread. So it's important for us all uh, to take care of ourselves when we're in these situations. But for us, we get to meet the kind of the lovely people in the world. I know I've worked with many volunteers and donors, and there's a lot of great people out there um, who support our work and really care about kids. And I get the I get the luxury of mostly talking to those kinds of people. Sure. So that's right. a wonderful feeling for me. All right. um, Same question I, for yeah. you, Kyle. I really enjoy my job. Yeah. Before I joined Liberty House, I spent more than a decade Still in this field, helping children and families who have experienced that abuse and neglect. And so now being able to focus on that prevention side and play a part and really kind of reinforcing that everyone plays a role in protecting children and preventing abuse. Uh, And to Adrian's point there, uh, also about trauma being so widespread, whether it's you know, child abuse or neglect or other different traumatic events. You know, when we go out in the community and we provide these trainings, I can't tell you how many times afterwards there are people who are coming up to us, thanking us for what we do, and also identifying that they themselves are a survivor or have experienced uh, abuse. So it's just, it's really important to be able to make this all safe to talk about and educate the community. I think that's the key is bringing awareness mm-hmm. to it because it's it's happened to more people than yes. I think a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. And so just bringing it to light that it's okay to talk about. It's okay to get help. It's mm-hmm. okay to express how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. The... Go ahead. Oh, no, go just ahead. the more adults who are paying attention, who are getting educated. I think mm-hmm. how many more kids we could help. Exactly. Now. Yeah. And that's the good news is child abuse is preventable. Right. You know? Very much so. We, that's the more we can do this, the more kids we can help and prevent. So. Amen to that. All right. We need to take a short break. Uh, when we come back more with today's special guest, you're listening to The Weekend Show, brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. It is uh, Child Prevention Month, Child Abuse Prevention Month, I should say, and you guys have got a lot going on. We're going to get into that when we come back. Yeah. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group.
You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6992. Don Lule Homes. We are back with the weekend show on Salem's original radio station. We're talking with the folks from Liberty House. And, uh, man, quite the remote going on, right? Yeah. So you guys have a lot going on with it being Child Abuse Awareness Month. And so what are some of the things that you guys are doing? So uh, Liberty House, we're actually part of uh, Marion County's Child Abuse Prevention Month Committee. So there's a lot of different great organizations who are involved and activities that are going on. Uh, on Friday, April seventh, there was a car parade to oh, yeah, kick off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to to kick off uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month. Um, there have been on the different uh, bridges on Union Street and in Woodburn for the first week of April. Those were lit up in blue. Same with uh, Salem PD. There's a blue ribbon tree um, that is in Riverfront Park. And the important thing, just to to acknowledge, those blue ribbons represent those confirmed victims of child abuse hmm. and neglect. Oh, wow. Um, so each, ri- each ribbon is there for a child. Yeah. So each ribbon represents a child that's been sexually abused. Yes. And all throughout the month, too, uh, you'll also see pinwheels, which are just the national symbol for child abuse prevention because it really um, is just a, a symbol for the happy childhood that all children deserve. Uh, and in terms of what we have going on here at Liberty House, we are doing throughout the month of April a series of uh, prevention education trainings every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening, alternating days in English and Spanish, because it's so oh, important nice. to make this as mm-hmm. accessible as possible. Absolutely. Those trainings, that series, they're free. And they're right. virtual because so we're trying to accommodate people's schedules, trying to provide this opportunity for the most people to participate and attend. And so throughout this month will be the rest of the trainings that we have coming up are digital dangers and Internet safety for youth because that's a really important topic, especially with how many younger children are getting phones now and those uh, potential digital dangers that they're exposed to from a young age. We've also created a custom uh, training called Let's Talk. Parents, community members who have attended our trainings, raising that awareness about uh, the prevalence of child abuse, they wanted to learn more about how they can talk to their children about these types of difficult topics. So we've created a training that provides them that opportunity to practice those types of conversations. So we give guidance on, you know, how a child might try to initiate that conversation, you know, how you can respond, how you can start that conversation. And this can be, you know, from a variety of difficult topics. So it's not only, you know, child abuse. It can be, you know, talking about uh, sexting, talking about pornography, just those difficult topics that, you know, sometimes 
we can have that tendency to avoid having that conversation because we're afraid of of it being difficult, of it being awkward. It can be awkward between two adults, <laughs> let alone between a child mm-hmm. and an adult, like trying to, yeah, navigate what words to use, how to, maybe I need to take that class. Uh, I highly recommend. <laughs> but wouldn't you want your child to come to you? Yeah. And that's the really the most important part is, especially for that training, we want parents and caregivers to be that go-to person for their children. Yeah. So for their children to be comfortable, you know, feel safe and having a conversation about any topic. You know, it's okay if you don't know the answer in that moment. You can acknowledge that and say that, you know, you'll find the answer together. And then that final training that we have to end this month in English and Spanish, it's Darkness to Light Stewards of Children. So that's our foundational training for the prevention of child sexual abuse. Uh, Stewards of Children is a two-hour training. So we go through the five steps to protecting children, which are learn the facts, minimize opportunity, talk about it, recognize the signs, and react responsibly. So we're providing those tools and skills for whether you're a parent or a caregiver or you work with youth in a you know a youth-serving setting or you're just someone who cares about children and want them to be happy, healthy, and successful. Is, is bullying... Uh, a big issue now? Yeah, you know, it, with the this digital age that we're in, bullying has turned into cyberbullying, which mm-hmm. basically follows children. It's not only just happening, you know, at schools or, you know, in person. It follows them at home 24-7. If they have a phone, they can be getting those harassing messages. If they're on social media, you know, there's all different ways that that cyberbullying can play out. But yeah, that's become a, a really big concern. And so we are providing you know, this education to help parents, to help adults know how to talk about this and those ways that you can support and empower youth to make those healthy choices. I had a listener, because um, we shout your guys' classes mm-hmm. out um, every so often. I actually will get flyers from you, Adrian. Um, and it was the cell phones and children's best practice. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like last month or maybe um, two months ago. But they said it was absolutely amazing. Uh, they actually reached out and was like, thank you for sharing this information. Oh, we great. attended. Wow. It was absolutely fabulous. I, I think that cell phones in the digital world is a lot different today mm-hmm. than it used to be back even when I, w- I mean, exactly. I'm not very old, but even back <laughs> when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, it's so different. And the kids and how they navigate those cell phones and how they can put, uh, you know, fake apps mm-hmm. on and yep. hide certain apps. And so it's just learning to navigate all that because we don't know. They're they're very savvy in mm-hmm. this tech world, these <laughs> kids. And they don't know the dangers of it. So they will explore and open up and Mm -hmm. give their locations and passwords and uh, where they go to school and Mm -hmm. what neighborhood they live in and without realizing it. And so these classes are – our listeners are super thankful for them. So. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah. We, we really appreciate you sharing that. And so those trainings that I mentioned, we have a monthly calendar on our I Respect and Protect website. So it's I Respect and Protect dot com slash trainings. You can see our monthly calendar. But you know that uh, community campaign was created because you know everyone in the community was concerned about the impact of cell phones mm-hmm. of the internet on children. And so we have tools and resources to help foster that positive self-worth, you know, encourage those safe relationships, making healthy choices. It's not only these trainings that we offer, there are tools and resources on that website, irespectandprotect.com, 
for younger kids, for teenagers. And we also have resources for adults because, you know, it can be overwhelming yeah. thinking about <laughs> yeah. all the different apps yeah. that are, you know, coming out. And so uh, we have uh, one of our resources is a list of apps to be aware of, mm-hmm. which we update annually. So that's a really great starting point for parents to, you know, who are concerned about what games or what apps um, children are using. And, you know, we also have a blog on our website, too, where we've just recently done a Series highlighting some of those different, yeah. you know, apps and the the dangers, especially of communicating with strangers online, mm-hmm. because. Yeah, children may not rest necessarily realize that person that they think they're talking to isn't who they're actually talking to. Right. And so they may reveal that identifying information that, you know, mm-hmm. puts their privacy, puts their safety at mm-hmm. risk. And you, you said a few minutes ago that the children that have cell phones now is getting younger and younger. younger. And I mean, younger. when it first came out, it was for adults that yeah. had cell phones. And then it started to get to the teenagers. And now, like I say, my, my granddaughter, who is seven years old, says, Grandpa, can I get a cell phone? <laughs> I don't think so. It, <laughs> you know? th- those conversations, children, because they're also seeing, you know, their peers, you know, starting to get those cell phones younger and younger. So that is about the time when, you know, they're asking their parents, when can I get mine? So we, She told me the other day, she's in, in the first grade, and she says that a couple of the kids in her class have them in their backpacks, mm-hmm. cell phones. Mm-hmm. There's great alternatives, though. Because we all want to be... A roll of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no pay phones anymore, Terry. Right. <laughs> you can't right. even find one. But there are safe alternatives. You know, we want to be in touch with our kids, and we don't want them to have that all access to the internet, yeah. right? Yeah. And so... Gab and yeah. Pinwheel are mm-hmm. two phones that um, just offer different varieties for of control for parents. Mm-hmm. So not having, you know, necessarily that access to the internet or an app store where they can download mm-hmm. potentially, you know, dangerous, uh, you know, apps. It's really about, you know, what works best for, you know, each family, you know, each child, their values. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those reasons Resources that, yeah, mm-hmm. and those resources that we have on our website provide, you know, more support for parents who are, you know, approaching that conversation with I'm, ba- I'm babysitting my, my grandson today. You saw him when we first mm-hmm. got in here there. He's, he's three years old, and he came over to my house this morning, and he sat on the couch there, and he pulled out an iPad out of mm-hmm. his backpack. And I says, what are you doing? He says, I'm playing my iPad. And I go, you have an iPad? You're three years old? <laughs> Well, and with with younger and statistics bear that out with younger children, what they call tweens nowadays, on average, they're spending about five and a half hours consuming media. So that's not just on cell phones. That is also, you know, watching streaming videos, playing games. And that teen category, that's now up to about eight and a half hours per day oh, consuming that's media. Crazy. So that's it's crazy. just more it, even yeah. more important to provide this type of education and yeah. make sure that children are aware of those. those, well, those I'm sorry, Amanda, go ahead. Well, and like you were saying, how there's other alternatives to just instead mm-hmm. of just having a, a cell phone with all of mm-hmm. the availabilities. I know my cousin, she's like, well, I've got parent control and I lock it mm-hmm. down completely. Well, <laughs> my nephew is much smarter yeah. than she is. <laughs> and he will figure out a way to go through, mm-hmm. undo everything. And she's like, I don't get it. I have to constantly <laughs> keep blocking him and changing the, his amount of time that he's yeah. allowed on these apps. But he's 
somehow figured it out. And so those other alternatives, mm-hmm. like they kind of shut that down where you're only limited to your certain phone calls mm-hmm. to your parents and whatnot. And it's really important to also provide those alternatives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a family, going for a walk, playing a game, right. enjoying yes. that time that you spend together. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, establishing mm-hmm. those expectations, setting those boundaries that not only children, that us as adults yes. too, that we can, yeah, we, you know, sometimes have, we have healthy to look at devices. <laughs> Amen to that. And I'm like, well, I should probably put my phone down. Yeah. <laughs> Set an example. Exactly. All righty. We need to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up here. And today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Back with our final few minutes. We're talking to the folks from Liberty House. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, if so, I encourage you to do what I do. Head down to Lule's Car Connection. Lule's has been selling quality vehicles for over 30 years. Lule's brokers any new vehicle selling within dealer invoice. Check this out. Lule's has financing with most major lenders and credit unions. So do what I do. Stop by Lule's Car Connection, located at 2055 Mission Street in Salem, and tell them Saltissimo sent you. Lule's Car Connection. We are back. This is our final few minutes. Say we're talking with the folks from Liberty House. And one last thing that we want before we go into some of the stuff that's going on right now is there's a show that was out there. I don't know if it's still on. It's To Catch a Predator. And I got hooked on watching that show because what people don't realize is these these kids, these young kids don't realize that they think they're talking to John or Joey or Sally across town, but they're also talking to some pervert across town or could be right there in town with them. So that's another reason why I think you have to know who your children are are talking to on these phones and monitor it. Whether they want you to or not, you have to do it. Am I correct? Yes, exactly. We have to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. And again, on our website, we have some tools to help you with that, like our cell phone contract that can be um, customized within your family. We should be checking who they're talking with. Absolutely. When our kids go out with their friends, where are you going? When are you going to be home? Who are you going to be with? Mm -hmm. I have a tracking thing on my son. I do like 360. (laughs) Yeah. So I know where. And you know what? I thought that was so rude of Amanda to do that. But you know what? Now wow. I've got it on mine. <laughs> yeah. I thought, hey, this does work. Yeah, you know, it's, it it's, does. We safety precaution. Yeah. Exactly. So are you people the ones that are responsible for having these girls wear jeans on Friday? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a big deal. That's and it just... came down as a memo. We were ordered to wear jeans on Friday. <laughs> we did. We told all of our staff. <laughs> so that's wear right. jeans. That's just a little fun promotion yeah. um, to help bring awareness again to Child Abuse Prevention Month that I do with some businesses and folks in town that, again, want to show their support. You know, a lot of businesses, uh, you know, you've got to dress more professional, like mm-hmm. at a bank or something like that. And so this is just kind of a fun thing for the staff to, yeah. fun you know, party. Do- yep, maybe donate some money to Liberty House. 
wear your blue pin. They put out flyers and brochures in their business so that their customers can see that they are um, supporting Child Abuse mm-hmm. Prevention Month. I make little stickers. It says I'm wearing jeans to support Liberty House. So, again, it's just okay. bringing awareness. So maybe that customer will ask them, what's Liberty House? Right. Why are you wearing a blue ribbon? Mm-hmm. So, again, it creates awareness. and. Uh, if people wanted to to purchase one of your ribbons, where would they, would they go to do that? Oh, I, they don't have to purchase it. I'm happy to provide uh, blue ribbons to anyone who would like one. I'd um, like one, but I want you to charge Amanda for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. you hush. Okay, we, we can do that. So how are you guys funded? Oh, boy. Well, 30% of our budget does come from the community. Those monthly donors, our events that we have coming up, we're always fundraising, right? Yeah. We also write grants, uh, a lot of grants. We mm-hmm. have a grant writer. Uh, we also are able to bill medical insurance because we are a medical center Absolutely. and our counseling center. So there's no charge for families to ever have that assessment, not even a copay. Uh, the counseling department, um, they can take insurance and work on a sliding scale, mm-hmm. you know. We, what else do we get income from? That's you know, Well, that's just as you mentioned, that support from the community yeah. is it's so it, That really yeah. is. It's, you know, you, me, businesses, we Word rely mouth, heavily. All yeah, that, yeah. On it all makes an impact. Yeah. So what events do you guys have coming up? Oh, well, our very fun event of the year is our Cherish the Children Mega Raffle. Woo! Yes. The Mega Raffle, it's, you know, multiple parts. You can just buy tickets online if you live in Oregon. You can come to the dinner where we'll also have a silent auction, live auction, Great dinner, dancing. That's on Saturday, May 6th. And we went last year, uh, us ladies here at KSLM, and we had the most amazing time. It was so awesome to mingle with people that have uh, the same goals Mm -hmm. in mind, that um, have the same views. I mean, child abuse is, it's huge. And so it's awesome to see all these people coming together for that cause to make a difference. And then it was just a fun, fun, it was a 20s theme. Roaring 20s theme. Oh my goodness, we had at the time of our life and there were so many things that were silent auctioned Uh and it was just it was fun sorry go ahead I had to interrupt (laughs) well thank you I'm glad you had a good time yes it really is inspiring um, to see so many people come together to support children in our community Mm -hmm. I I love our events our luncheon too in the fall yeah I mean over 700 people coming there to learn about us and support it just it's really heartwarming the children are our future and we have to Mm -hmm. invest in them we have to Mm -hmm. okay so what are some of the prizes Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many great prizes. Again, those those raffle tickets are $100 a piece, but you could go to Ixtapa for a week and stay in a luxury four-bedroom oceanfront condo. Yeah, <laughs> right? You could drive a supercar. Woo-hoo. Like a, you know, Lamborghini. Yeah, on the racetrack. You could ha- get Dutch Bros for a year. That's a okay. coffee a day. That's a lot. Okay. Yes, it is. But it's fun because you could you could hand it out as gifts. You you can get those gift cards in any increment you want. So it's you know. Yep. Uh, I think Alaska Airlines donated two tickets to anywhere they fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great value. That is. We have a, just uh, oh another week in uh, we have a week in Costa Rica. Wow. There's just a lot of great there prizes. Is. And there's yeah. like a, a beach stays here mm-hmm. on the Oregon coast. Oh, yeah. there's, there's so many different at the things. Coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're also at the live event, going to have kind of like a second chance live auction. So some of these 
prizes I just oh. mentioned you'll also be able to bid on if you didn't win one. Okay. So that'll be a fun thing. And, yes, the silent auction as well. Yeah, it's just a great time. Great. And you don't have to actually attend right. you, to buy the you tickets. never have to be present to win. So, so if you win you guys and they're not there, you guys mm-hmm. just reach out. Right. Well, we're going to live stream it at oh, the event. Yes, yeah. that's right. So we'll, we'll pull the grand prizes right there in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll continue on with the live stream uh, so folks at home can watch and see if they yes. win. Oh, that's All exciting. Right. Before we run out of time, uh, the Salem Capitals uh, yes. teamed up with you guys. Oh, What's they're going on so there? great. Yes, you know, Salem has their professional yes. basketball team because it's Child Abuse Prevention Month. They're doing a fun thing at their game on Sunday, the 3 o'clock game, called a teddy bear toss. Nice. Because every child who comes to Liberty House for an assessment, it's about a three-hour process they're there. So... When they come, they get to pick out that new stuffed animal and that handmade quilt or blanket that our community has donated. Right. And really, it just comforts them and makes them feel loved and special. Yeah. So we want to give those to our kids. So if folks are going to that game on Sunday, bring a new stuffed animal to toss out. Plus, um, Salem Capitals is doing half-price tickets. So when you That's go on cool. there and purchase your tickets, put in the code TEDDY-TOSS. And you'll get half-price tickets, too. Oh, my goodness. I love it. It's a fun day for the family. And And the Salem Capitals are really... Yes, uh, they're great. They're they're great with children. They are. It's really a family... Yeah. Uh, friendly event. It is. They're going to do, they do a silly dance at mm-hmm. halftime for the kids, get to go it's on the court. It's always a good yeah. time. Yeah, and we're if you looking guys, forward to it. If you guys miss that code or um, the time, anything, mm-hmm. uh, or the website for the classes, just shoot me an email, amanda at kslm.news, and I can get you guys over all of that information, Great, no thank problem. You. Okay, and that, uh, that game is tomorrow, uh, takes place tomorrow. Uh, what, you said 3 o'clock? Yep, April 16th okay. at 3 o'clock. Bring a Steffi. And what's your guys' website for somebody that wants to maybe sign up for that tour you guys you were mm-hmm. talking about? That's libertyhousecenter.org. And we also, for our prevention services, have our website, irespectandprotect.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank mm-hmm. you guys so much for everything you yes. do and just bringing awareness to this. I really appreciate it. Thank well, you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you yeah, having us. Yeah, we really us. appreciate yes. this. Would you, uh, I know the man's got more questions. I've got more questions. Would you guys come back and... Uh... Hang out with us some other time? Absolutely. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at KSLM.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connections, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.